Welcome into Chief Seats, episode three of season ten. I'm Anthony Schulte alongside Ben Shadel and Zach Hayes. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Morning. How are we doing this morning? Doing uh, good. All right. Doing okay after last night's basketball game. It was a little bit rough oh, yeah. watching oh, it, it but uh, that, that's okay. Uh, you can't really ask for a better game than last night. It was good. Oh, yeah, I that's mean, true. Trust Unless me, we win. Everybody wants to win, but you cannot ask for that kind of – that was such a competitive game, just well-rounded the entire game. Was it was a gritty game. I mean, both, team, both teams physical. wanted this very bad. Everybody they was getting on the floor. It was very physical, very physical match, but – I mean, Lake Orin, you got you have to get those offensive rebounds at the end of the game. I mean, Clarkson misses four straight free throws when you're only down by one with like 34, 45, 30 seconds left. You need to get those offensive rebounds. Definitely. That was the frustrating part, I think, for everybody yeah. up top was like mm-hmm. just watching it unfold because we were down by one. Yeah. It was they had like how many opportunities for a free throw? Like they had they had four free throws that didn't go in, so that's two offensive rebounds that we gave up, and that was really a theme of it all all game. Like we were get, get we couldn't get a rebound. I mean, they were I mean some of them were some re, uh, over the back fouls, but resting call it you got to play through it, and they you just got to box out better, and we just couldn't get aboard to save our lives it seems like and they took advantage of it and eventually a good team like Clarkson when you're ranked in Michigan especially in the top 50 think Clarkson was 47 going into this matchup they're going to get you if you're not taking advantage of those opportunities but we are here to talk Detroit Lions how about them Lions boys how about them Lions, how how about them Lions? Them Lions? very very impressive this past Detroit weekend Anthony Lions yes please and thank you the Vikings came into Ford Field and they they didn't think last year would be it would be a repeat of last year, and uh, Kirk Cousins and, and and his crew were not expecting the Lions to be this. I'm, I I want to say elite. They were elite on Sunday. They only had they had, there was of course a few mistakes, but I mean credit to Ben Johnson and Dan Campbell on the offensive play calls because this offense is rolling. And the defense, Aaron Glenn, give him credit because this defense is also playing very well. Compared, they're not they're not a good defense, but they're playing well compared to the god awful start at the beginning of this one. Definitely, this definitely. And like you were saying earlier, uh, the Vikings really thought they were going to win this one. Even mm-hmm. their their wide receiver Jalen Rieger, Rieger oh, was uh, was quoted saying that quote We got a big challenge, and uh, I think the Lions are a very good football team." Uh, and he said that they would just win. They said they would just that they would come out and they would just beat them physically and mentally, and they unfortunately didn't do that. And the Lions, the Lions are a team that I mean, you see it in, in the tunnel going uh, into the locker rooms at Ford Field. Grit. This team is full of grit. You know, uh, ben, uh, ben Johnson and Dan Campbell, they lead a regime on offense that's like, we're going to get down the field. It's just whether it's going to be three points or seven points, yeah. you know. And um, Aaron Glenn, I mean, the what he's done with this defense is honestly, it's a, it's very impressive. Because, I mean, look, at they changed where H- Hutchison, he's now uh, in a different position. The position he played at Michigan uh, coming off uh, on the uh, line of scrimmage. And that's really, really helped him. In this defense, I mean, what does he have on this season? Eight sacks and two interceptions, something like that. That's, in, in that's insane for a, a, a rookie player like that. And two interceptions, he has as many interceptions. Unless Sauce Gardner got an interception in the last in this week's game or this past week's game, um, he has as many interceptions as Sauce Gardner. And Sauce Gardner plays cornerback, and he's regarded as one of the top Q or CBs in the entire league. Yeah, Anthony, he has seven total sacks right now on the mm-hmm. season and two interceptions. So yeah. uh, a really really good play right there by the by the rookie. And then this whole this whole rookie class for for the Lions, Jameson Williams, first catch of the year is a forty one yard tutty. I mean that's that's insane. And 
Um, Malcolm Rodriguez is a great Rodrigo. linebacker piece. Rodrigo and Kirby Joseph. Kirby Joseph Surprising. is an insane player. I mean, he is part of the future of this defense, and I mean, he's having an incredible season as well. Yeah, definitely, definitely, Anthony. And as you, as as we saw, I mean, Aaron Glenn with this defense, they've had so many up and downs this year. You know, they've they've given up over forty or or thirty or forty or even fifty points at some times, and they still have lost games. Yeah. Um, you know, but but seeing the improvement, seeing how they really, really handled this Vikings team, how they made them frustrated, honestly. Um, they weren't really able to contain Justin Jefferson as much as they wanted to, but at the end of the day, if you can contain everybody else and hold Justin Jefferson a little bit back and your offense clicks on a lot of stuff, that's going to help you and that's going to win, give you uh, wins at the end of the day. I mean, we kept Justin Jefferson out of that end zone. Yeah. I think that's a big thing. Yeah, he had over... T- the fact we beat a team when their receiver had over 200 yards receiving alone. Mm-hmm. I mean, some quarterbacks think it's a good day when they have over 200 yards throwing. He had 200 yards receiving. Justin Jefferson's an amazing player, but we kept him out of the end zone. We kept him from putting six on the board. And I feel like that was very important to this win is keeping him out of the end zone and, quite frankly, keeping the Vikings out of that end zone. Definitely. For, the, for one of the f- few times we've seen this year, they, that, the Detroit Lions defense finally like, broke down the Vikings offense. They really just didn't let them. They, sure, they got a lot of yards, but they still just didn't let them get in the end zone. Yeah. Um, one thing I wanted to touch on real quick about the Lions is – that trick, the trick play, the fake punt, that fake punt, I feel like that really, um, that and the Penny Sewell catch at the end of the game. Huge play Those calls. are the two biggest plays of this game. And now, Dan Campbell didn't know what was going on in the Penny Sewell catch. He said he took off his headset. This was yesterday's press conference. He said he took off his headset and he put it back on, and all of a sudden, Penny Sewell's catching the ball and he's running for a first down. And he was like, "What the expletive is going on here?" Huh. And he he put he, he that was all Ben Johnson's call. That wasn't Dan. I mean, people want to say, "Oh, Dan Campbell with such a gutsy call." That was Ben Johnson. Yeah, that was Ben Johnson right there, uh, sending Panay Sewell into motion and getting him his first career reception. And then the fake punt. I mean, that was that was going to be giving them the ball. That was going to give them another chance to score, especially punting the punting the ball. They have a good return uh, return game. But we com- completely caught him off guard. And I feel like that's what got us that first down there in that mm-hmm. big play. Yeah, definitely. Very, 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 very uh, good call right there, Anthony, as, as we've talked about before. But I want to go something I want to go something a little bit different here. Um, we've talked about Dan Campbell before and how he is a great coach for the Lions. Um, when, I, when he first got hired, I, was, uh, I, I tuned into his first press conference about how he talked about how they're going to bite the kneecaps off. Yep. They're gonna be a, there's going to be a huge culture change here, and we've really, really seen that. You know, a lot of people bought into the hard knocks hype uh, this offseason with, with how, with how it, uh, enthusiastic he was with this team, doing down-ups, doing push-ups, pushing himself not only to be better, but for this team to be better by doing all the stuff that they're doing. Uh, Dan Campbell was, of course, obviously a, a former tight end on the Lions, mm-hmm. um, so he knows all the culture. He knows about the failure, and um, th- this was like the perfect guy, in my opinion, to come in after a guy like Matt Patricia, who we saw oh, on the sidelines just sitting there and just wasn't even doing anything. He's not the head coach type, and he's honestly getting ridiculed right now as the offensive coordinator for the Patriots. Dan Campbell comes in. He just is screaming and very enthusiastic mm-hmm. with all of his players. Now, the important thing is, He's not just screaming at them. He's giving them constructive criticism as well. He's not just yeah. screaming at them. And me and Zach, we both know about that right there, <laughs> the difference. But um, you, if if you wanna if if you wanna have success as a coach, you have to you have to teach, 
you have to yell, and then you have to cuddle. Cuddle. Cuddle? You can't cuddle. Sorry, my bad. Um, you have to, <laughs> He's got to cuddle his players. I mean, that's what's going to win you a Super Bowl right there. <laughs> you have to do the, but you have to do them in order. You can't, it, yeah. you can't just you walk in and scream at them because they'll have no respect for you. Mm-hmm. You can't just walk in and coddle your players because they'll think you're a wimpy piece of crap like Matt Patricia, right? You have to yeah. teach, and then when they screw up, you have to yell at them, and then after you yell at them, you have to coddle them. So that's exactly what Dan Campbell has done here. And he is the amount of culture that's changed around Detroit is it's huge from we, what we've seen already. Stadium stadiums are packed, uh, people are watching. It's it's a great sight to see. I think it's really just the fact that Campbell has lived this culture inside and out. He knows what the team is like. He know he's been in their in the players' positions in this exact organization. He knows the failure. He knows how painful it is. And he just has understood it for years now, and now he's finally able to try to make a difference. And it looks like he's trying; he's doing it pretty well. Definitely, Dan definitely. Campbell is Detroit. Yep. And I'll say that I'll say the entire time he is Detroit. He again, he played here. He knows what it's like to to be in Detroit, and to to be a football fan in Detroit. I mean, he's seen. He's he was part of that 0 16 team. You know, he was part of that that winless season where he where all the fans were just watching every single loss but they were wa- they were watching every single loss lions fans are some of the most devoted and loyal fans in the entire nfl mm-hmm. and all, honestly all the entirety of sports and he he knows how important it is to get a winner at ford field playing meaningful games in december and it's honestly like we saw Brad Holmes, what he's doing right now with this team Incredible. is special. That that Matthew Stafford trade is going to go down as one of the biggest trades in Lions history because it's getting us a what is presumably going to be a top five or maybe top ten pick. It got us a quarterback who right now is doing better than Stafford would be doing. And I'm because look at Stafford right now. Stafford's getting hurt a lot. He's not playing to the best of his abilities that he was in Detroit. And Jared Goff is playing great football right now. He's playing wonderful football. And you look at you look at the past regime of Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia. They got rid of every single good piece on this team for next to nothing. For either expatriate players or nothing. Or or me- meaningless sixth, seventh round picks. They, I mean, Slay is a, a one that I want back so bad. I'm so upset that we got rid of Slay. Um and just like a, bu- a bunch of other key defensive pieces that we lost there. And Brad Holmes has kind of come back and he's like, you know what? I'm going to take over this team and we're going to build it like an actual rebuild, not the Bob Quinn rebuild. It's going to be a, a legitimate rebuild. And it is paying dividends so far this season. Definitely. Yeah. Like, so you talked about Brad Holmes. And one thing mm-hmm. that you didn't really mention is is the draft, right? And you, yeah. you talked about this early with a lot of our draft, with a lot of the Lions draft prospects. But, um, you know, Brad Holmes has made some some at the time questionable decisions, um, but now we're seeing them start to pay off, right? Yeah. Um, at the beginning of the season, I was talking to a lot of a lot of my friends who are Lions fans, including you guys, and I asked them, "What are your opinions on Jared Goff? What do you want? Do you want? Do you think that he'll be the quarterback going forward for this Lions team, or do you want to draft a player like Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud?" And at the beginning of the season, every single answer was they wanted to draft a quarterback. Now I ask them that same question with how Jared Goff has been performing, and the and every answer is switched. They all want Jared Goff to stay there, and that's even clue. That's even true with the regime right now. Dan mm-hmm. Campbell and Brad Holmes are both saying that Jared Goff is going to be the future of this team. So if that if that happens, right, and Jared Goff keeps on playing as well as he, as he has, you can use those two top picks to draft other talent, right? Like defense, like defense, like like Will Anderson, Jalen Carter. Mm-hmm. 
Like all these players that are just here that have so much immense talent that can just come to Detroit. And we, I mean, even doing what the Pistons are doing right now with mm-hmm. with Cunningham, Ivy, bringing all this young talent and and having them produce. Um, it, this this is really really impressive. One of the biggest turnarounds I've ever seen in any of NFL. If a year ago you would have asked a Lions fan, or if you would have told a Lions fan that next year at this time, Dan Campbell or what was it, Brad Holmes or Dan Campbell, saying that Jared Goff is going to be the future of this team. They would have called you crazy. They would have mm-hmm. called him crazy. It just didn't seem right a year ago. It didn't seem right that we would be playing the next season meaningful football in December. For a playoff I mean, spot. Yep. There is a chance that the Lions make the playoffs. Now, I alluded to this on yesterday's Sweet Seats episode. Um, that game between the Commanders and Giants is going, and I'm, I'm saying this right now, it's going to screw the Lions over. And this is why. Um, the Lions, the Seahawks... The Commanders and the Giants right now are all vying for that, and the Falcons are kind of in there too, and so are the or the Panthers. They can win their division. Well, that's a different story. We're all kind of in it for that final wild card spot. I mean, the Cowboys are going to take that one uh, wild card spot at the top, and then it's really just I think it's a bloodbath for all, for the rest of the wild card spots. But the Lions are going to be fighting for that final one. We beat the Giants and Commanders, correct? We beat the Giants and Commanders, so that means we have the tiebreaker over them. We lost to the Seahawks, which means they have the tiebreaker over us. The Giants and Commanders tied in their contest a couple weeks ago. Now, unless the Lions tie, that tiebreaker, it's gone. Yeah, It's not here anymore. We don't have that anymore. So now, both of those teams have an advantage over Detroit. Seahawks have an advantage over Detroit. So Detroit needs to win out. And they need the Giants and at least one one of the Giants and Commanders to lose out, basically. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot that for the Lions to sneak into the playoffs and probably get destroyed when they play in the playoffs, let's be honest, um, it's going to take a lot of luck. And as we all know, SOL, the Lions don't have a lot of luck in their history. So I feel that that tie, and I was watching that game, I was like, the last thing we need when it went into overtime, I was like, the last thing we need is for this game to tie. Because that means, I mean, honestly, at some point in the season, maybe a tie is better for us than a loss. Definitely. Because if we to say say we're losing to the Packers, right, and we could either go for a touchdown or go for a field goal, if I'm Brad Holmes, I'm somehow, someway saying, whoa, 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 kick the field goal, take the tie, then we have a tiebreaker, and that could, that could jump us into the playoffs. Definitely. A tie could jump us into the playoffs, and that's crazy to think that maybe in the final game against the Packers, you're going for a tie instead of a win. But if that's just how the cards fall, I mean, you might be playing for a tie instead of a win. Because, I mean, yeah, you all want to go for a win, but would you rather win your last game and not go to the playoffs or tie and go to the playoffs, you know? Yeah, definitely, Anthony. And the, the cool thing, the good thing for all Lions fans to, to realize about this is that even if the Lions don't make the playoffs – which everyone wants them to, even non-Lions fans want them to. Yeah. Um, even if they don't make the playoffs, we've seen a huge step forward in, in the Lions, a great improvement. As they started the season 1-6, and six, they're 5-1 and one since. Mm-hmm. This, this is a huge upbringing by Dan Campbell and the Lions, and it's so exciting to watch if you're, if you're from Detroit and a Lions fan, honestly, because you haven't seen any success. Like I like to bring up to my, to my friends all the time, um, the Lions have not had a win. In, in what, over two decades? A playoff win, excuse me. I don't, I don't think we've won a playoff game since 93, if oh I'm not mistaken. Oh, my God, that's just, I can't even imagine that. I can't even imagine being a, a Lions fan with that. But when you see the success that is building up here, all the young pieces coming in and, and producing, if Jared Goff, Jared Goff is your, is your guy. If he is your guy, 
He has to play like your guy. There is there is no option in the, in this whole spectrum that you keep Jared Goff and he is just underwhelms next year. There's no way. Because if it is, your entire thing's screwed. It doesn't matter. Your whole plan Every, is out Everything the is yeah. gone. All right? Which, I mean, that might mean, I mean, hey, let's play it safe and pick a quarterback. Maybe definitely. not. Not maybe, in the first round, but maybe if you want to go can, the third or fourth, definitely. Yeah. We've seen Brad Holmes trade up in a draft to get someone he wants. Maybe we can combine some of those picks, maybe from the Hawkinson trade. Maybe we can use our first to trade up. And if, say, you know, Hendon Hooker still available. I know he has that, that ACL, but if he's still available, maybe C.J. Stroud falls. We could be able to pick up one of those guys and have them just on our bench Right, they could just be on our bench mm-hmm. and learn from Jared Goff. Jared Goff has a rough year. We find out, you know, the Jared Goff experiment. We tried to give it some some hope. We tried to give it some juice. wasn't working. But now we drafted this quarterback who is uh, who is ready. Took under Jared Goff's wing, matured over the season. Didn't I mean? How many elite quarterbacks didn't start off on their team just starting Tons, immediately? Tons. Patrick Mahomes is my biggest one. I remember watching on the bench for Alex Smith. He comes in, and all of a sudden, he's a superstar, right? Mm-hmm. Because you're gaining that experience, and you're gaining that maturity off the bench, right? And as a backup quarterback. And that's why uh, Todd McShay put out his, um, dra- his mock draft, and he has the Lions picking C.J. Stroud. And he said for that exact reason, you know, what if Goff doesn't work? I mean, we've seen he could be inconsistent. He could be good this year terrible the next but then good the next but then terrible the next too right like draft a quarterback just to be safe because quarterback is the most important position in football it's the most if you don't have a good quarterback you're not a good team if you if you have a good quarterback but a sub decent team then you could still make the playoffs definitely and with that like what's it called with you with the plan on Jared Goff being the future you're really just relying completely on him and it's just risky, you know, if we don't get a quarterback, mm-hmm. it's really risky to plan on him being as good next year. Yeah. 100%. And like if 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 you've watched these Lions games, you've seen you've seen uh excuse me, Zach. Um <laughs> you've seen that if you're looking at a good quarterback, there are certain qualities that you have to have, right? Um but the thing that has surprised me the most is there there have been so many times where I've watched Jared Goff drop back and throw a ball, and I'm like, oh, that's intercepted or that's incomplete. And it's just a, the most the most perfect throw in the world, just through two defenders' hands right where it has to be. And if, if someone like Patrick Mahomes made that play, it would be on Sports Center for three weeks in a row. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, Jared Goff, if he wants to continue doing well in this league and the Lions want to continue improving every year, they have to rely on Jared Goff. And like you said, Anthony, I 100% agree with you. I don't know if I necessarily take C.J. Stroud like Todd McShay said. I would yeah. probably use that first round pick to get players to bolster up your defense or get players to bolster up your offense. Maybe I mean, a project QB. In yeah, the later definitely. Rounds. Third, yeah. third or fourth. This this quarterback class is one of the deepest quarterback classes we've yeah. seen in so long. It's it's so unbelievably deep, and it's it's great to see for quarterback needed teams because you now you realize that you don't need to take a quarterback at the top of the list right yeah. we've seen before there have been so many quarterbacks that have fallen down to the third or fourth round like malik willis last year for some reason he was projected to be a, a first round pick possibly even going as high as number six to carolina and he fell all the way down to the third round where he was picked by the tennessee titans with the 84th pick in the draft i mean i i, I can't even express to you the fact that the Lions don't need this first-round pick quarterback. They don't. I said at the beginning of the year they do. They don't. With Jared Goff and his improvement and 
how much he has improved, it's really, really shocking. So if if you take, because you don't need an offensive lineman. You, you already have the best offensive line in the league when they're healthy, right? Um, that's something to dip into free agency with to get good backups, good depth, which is something you definitely need mm-hmm. with all the injuries coming in. And uh, we've seen recently Tua, um, the, the big concussion there. Um, but I, in my opinion, if I'm Brad Holmes, and I'm not, unfortunately, but if I was Brad Holmes, I, I wouldn't even worry about a first-round quarterback at this point. I would I would worry about using your two first-round picks to take players that you like at other positions and keep on bolstering up the rest of your team. And Yeah, I, I agree with the whole no, not picking a first-round quarterback. But at the same time, we don't know what Brad Holmes and the Lions staff is thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm I'm not saying that we should, but I'm not going to be surprised if we pull a first-round like pick of a quarterback. It's not going to surprise me at all. And it's I'm not going to be surprised. Me. I'm going to be surprised. I mean, I mean, those are the guys. They they're in the football front office for a reason. We're on a podcast for a reason. You know, we are not the experts when it comes to this. Oh, yeah. They know what they're doing with their team. If they want to take C.J. Stroud, you know what? I'm not going to be upset because. Clearly, Brad Holmes knows what he's doing. He knows how to draft, and we have a good scouting department, clearly with this past draft we've had. So I'm going to trust him. But there's one player that I really want, and either we, we could probably get him with our pick, and even Panay Sewell said he wants him on this team. It's Noah Sewell out of Oregon, yeah. one of the best, one of the top prospects this year. He's a linebacker, and guess what we need? We need linebacker play. Anzalone's been been serviceable, but we need someone to step, step in there next to um, – Next to Rodrigo and really take over this this uh, defense at the linebacker position. I think Noah Sewell would be great. And you know what would be also a great story? Having the two brothers on the same team out of Oregon. That'd be cool. And Panay said, "Hey, you know what? I want him on this team." You know, and Noah Sewell, he's a great, great player. I love his game, and I love, and I feel like he would fit Detroit perfectly. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. I mean, you look at all these these Oregon linebackers. Um, Noah Sewell. Uh, recently, you've seen the videos of Justin Flo, uh, his his how he entered the transfer portal. But still, mm-hmm. his 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 videos out of high school were insane. So there's yeah. something with Oregon linebackers that that just happened, and they and they produce great linebackers. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and if at the same time, uh, I think it was two years ago when the Bengals were drafting, they had the fifth pick in the draft or, or something like that, and they were. Debating on whether whether to take Panesuel, who is the best tackle in the draft, or Jamar Chase, yeah. and everybody in the world said you have to take Sewell because you have to have the offensive line. Yeah. They give it the most sacks. Joe Burrow's gonna get killed. You're done, right? And I, me and my friends and and people I knew as well, all disagree with that. I mean, the one of the biggest things, one of the most underrated things, is chemistry between a a running back a quarterback, a wide receiver, whoever it may be. Chemistry is so big in any sport. And if you can get a player, right, like Jamar Chase, and he has that built-in chemistry for four or for two to four years with Joe Burrow that he's already established, he's already won a national championship with, was a part of one of the best college football teams of all time, right? Yeah. We, ob- we obviously saw how that chemistry paid off with them going to the Super Bowl and Jamar Chase winning Offensive Rookie of the Year. Now, of course, Noah Sewell and Panay Sewell are on different sides of the ball, so it's a little bit harder to get that chemistry going, but that's 100% a mood booster. That's going to give you confidence in the game, and if you're down at all, your brother's right there to pick you right back up. You know, So that, that would be a huge addition for the Lions, and I love that idea, Anthony. It would be really nice to have a compliment to Rodrigo because right mm-hmm. now it's just him holding down the linebacker position. And honestly, Anzalone's been playing fine. 
you know, but, Fine, but serviceable. he's been serviceable. You having two serviceable linebackers, especially when it's a rookie. And if you're a rookie and you're a serviceable linebacker, that's huge, yeah. especially how late we got him. But if you're Anzalone, you've been around the ropes, you've been in New Orleans, you come in here. Yeah, you're the captain. But if you're just serviceable, that's not good enough. If you're going to want to win no, football, there's games. just there, there's no room for you to become a Rodrigo. Like yeah. Rodrigo is already as good as he is. Like he can be so good if we just keep building him up and building him up, which we probably will. And he's just going to be such a good addition to the team. You know, Anzalone would be great as like just to come like as just a backup. You know, just keep like, oh, like yeah. he was in New yeah. Orleans. Oh yeah, keep him as a, in case. Knock on wood, none of this happens. But in case one of our guys gets injured in the linebacker department, keep him there. He's serviceable to get you through until your guy's back. And I, I'm not saying cut him. I'm not saying trade no. him. I'm saying let's just move him to the bench. You know what? You were a captain for a year. You know, our defense was the worst it's been in a very long time, and that's saying a lot. It was still bad. <laughs> the defense is still bad. As good as it's playing, I, I'll say, I say it with the NBA. I say it with the NHL. I say it with the MLB. I say it with the NFL. <laughs> good teams can play bad, and bad teams can play good. Bad defenses can play good, and good defenses can play bad. And our bad defense just happens to be playing good recently. So I kind of I want to move on to um, just some more broader NFL topic here, the playoff picture. Who do you guys? I, I want to get both of you guys' opinion on this. Who do you guys think is going to come out of the NFC? Who do you guys think? Who do you guys think is going to come out of the AFC? And who do you think will be the two teams in each uh, in each conference vying for that Super Bowl spot? Steelers will win the Super Bowl. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. The Steelers I, I need to win out to have their to have a winning season. They have a 0.2 percent chance to make the playoffs right now, dude. It's not looking good. Um. But if in all in all reality, um, the AFC is pretty easy for me. Um, NFC is a little more contested right now, but the AFC for me is is going to be the Buffalo Bills. Um, we've seen so many times the Bills have just had heartbreak after heartbreak after heartbreak. They barely beat the Lions, ladies uh, well, and gentlemen. I d- they barely beat the Lions. It's a win's a win, right? You can't, a win's a win, but you, they you won on a barely made field goal at you, the end of the game to the it, Detroit Lions. It doesn't matter. This Anthony. is like every you're celebrating single team. Every single team. Sorry, Zach. Every single team that you see. In the NFL, they're they're not gonna blow each team out by fifty points. All right, you you can be as good as the the 90, 1972 Miami Dolphins went undefeated. You're not gonna blow every team by fifty points. Okay, Shadle, this sounds this, NFL. This reminds me of when you were celebrating that you didn't lose to the Lions when last year the Steelers <laughs> tied to the Lions. It was two years ago. Yes. No, that this was last year. That yes, was it was last year. Was this last reminds me thirteen and one last year. Yeah. So, yeah. Well. Uh, guys, a win's a win, right? Did you guys make the playoffs last year? I didn't think so. So that's 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 the problem, right? Uh, like I said, ben, it doesn't matter. Talking. It doesn't matter what league you're in, Zach. You know, me and you know from from actual real life, we play baseball, right? You know that we were one of the best teams, right? And we didn't blow each team up by fifty points or fi- seventeen runs, ten runs. There were some close games in there, right? It doesn't matter if you're the if you're the Buffalo Bills. Doesn't matter if you're the Kansas City Chiefs. Doesn't matter if you're the seventy two Dolphins. All right. Doesn't matter if you're the one of thirteen Lions. We've seen the Lions when they were had one of the worst teams in the entire league, had like the number two pick. They went out and smoked teams. They just beat the crap out of the Patriots, or they would beat the crap out of the, the Bills or something. You know? when or they would play cha- close games. When you're a championship contender and you're like the favorite matter. to come out of the AFC, you, you are expected to you're put expected away 100%. a team. You are expected to put away a team like the Lions, where if you're a Bills team, that's an easy game. 
You know, it's, it's not e- an easy game, Anthony. It's, you it's know an that. easy game to Dude. put away if you're the Bills. The Bills are one of the best, the most elite teams in the NFL. 100%. And the Lions have one of the worst defenses in a inconsistent offense because our offense are is either going to be they're, our offense, they're five and one. Our offense, are you kidding me? Our offense is either going to be like the Patriots or it's going to be like the Jaguars. When was it like the Jaguars? The past the past four or yes. five games they've been like the okay, Patriots. Let me let me come in here, Shadel. The last four or five games they've been one of the best offenses in the league. Yes, of but all, but huge. Shadel, you're forgetting the whole first start of the season. Yeah. Like yeah, sure we've been on fire the last few games. Hundred percent. But how quickly could that just like that? Hundred percent. That's it's true. Right back to the beginning. And that's true. But at the same time, guys, it doesn't matter what league you're in. It doesn't matter how good you are. There's gonna be close games. You're not gonna blow every team out by fifty points. You're uh, not gonna not, be a that's chief. Not, that's not what I was saying. There, I was just saying the Bills were expected to come in. They were expected. Hundred percent. They were expected to I come agree. in, handle business, and yes, I'm not saying blow are. out the Lions. I'm just saying win without having to try and make a field goal that barely went in within, within the. Last Last couple of seconds. The Lions are not. They are. They are a a decent team. They're not, they're still not good. This this is like when the Pistons win a couple games in a row, and I'm like, oh, the Pistons are so good. No, we're playing good. There's a big difference between a good team and a team that is playing good and on fire. There is a big difference. And the Bills were expected to come in here and beat us by what? What were they favored by? 11, 10, 11 points. They're expected to beat us, and they had to win on a last second field goal that barely went in. And all I'm saying is that. The Bills need to be able to win it when it comes down when it comes down to it in the playoffs. They need to be able to put away those teams that they're supposed to put away. They can't be they can't be relying on twenty second a twenty second drive at the end of the game. And there's good they're playing better teams than the Lions, especially better defenses. And if there and if there's a game where you're going down, you have you need twenty seconds to beat the Detroit Lions. I mean, Guys. And yes, they were without Von Miller. They were without Von Miller for a majority of the game, which is a big, big loss. Definitely. But it's... You're expected you 100%. Win. Regardless, you're expected to be any you're team that you play if you're the Buffalo Bills, if right? The, if the Bills are in another... And they were in this situation against Kansas City, I believe, yes. where you where you have, tw- you have 30, 20, 30 seconds to win the game in the playoffs. That's going to come up, and it's going to bite you in the butt. And there's going to be one game where you don't get it done. And those games can't be in the playoffs. You need to get them done in the playoffs. That 20-second drive will work with the Lions, but it you cannot rely on it to work with another team. Exactly. 100%. Especially a team that's playoff caliber. The Lions are playoff caliber, but they're not playoff like contenders, I'd say, yet. Yes. They're caliber, not contenders. When the Bills are playing top-tier talent and top-tier teams in the playoffs, relying on those 20, 30-second drives, which we've seen a couple times this year, it's not going to work out all the time. It's not. hundred percent. We we saw that last year with the Chiefs. That was yeah. I was one of the most electrifying games I've ever watched. I'm I'm being a hundred percent serious right now. And no, I'll, I'll agree I, with you on that. I, I watched that game and I was just my mom. Told, my mom was telling me to come eat dinner. Or, she had me to do, do laundry. I, I said, Mom, I, I love you. I'm going to have to sit down and watch this for a second. <laughs> this is absolutely insane. I was pacing around my room watching this yeah. game because I, I wanted the Bills to win because the Chiefs have won so many times, and they, they're just like the Alabama of, of NFL, and it's so, so annoying. And I I I wanted the Bills to win. And when the Chiefs won that game, I, I just I was devastated. I was so devastated. So like I said previously, the Bills have seen so much heartbreak now. They've lost the Chiefs twice. Um, you saw that iconic picture of Stefan Diggs watching them win, win the AFC Championship. Um, I, Bills are my pick. Bills are definitely my pick to make to make the Super Bowl. What about you guys? Well, what, what are you doing in the NFC, though? Oh, you, you, you got to get your NFC. 
and that's where it gets tough. That's where it gets tough, dude. That's that's my that's my problem. Um, the NFC there's 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 not one big team that obviously stands out. Like there are so many in the AFC. Philadelphia. Um, I I don't I don't see you know what you know what here we go. You want me? You want me? You want you want to go with an underrated pick here? Hot take. Hot take. Oh boy, here Give we go. Give me the New York Giants, guys. I know they oh struggled. My. I know they struggled recently, but listen, listen, all right, listen. Let's take let's take a deep breath. Let's say put your headset on, Anthony. You're not walking out. Don't do that. Don't do that. You're fine. You can walk out all you want, but when they the went gi- when they, the, the Giants, wait, you're gonna put the Philadelphia the Eagles up there with Jalen Hurts, the New Jersey Ooh. Giants. At least at least Philadelphia has a quarterback. So, oh my God! Okay, you're gonna trust Danny Who's your running back? to get you to Who's your running Super back? Bowl? Who's your running back? Miles Sanders, who Miles just had Sanders. a great game last week. <laughs> oh my! What did Sa- What did the- Saquon do against the Lions? Huh? What did Saquon do it's against the Lions? The Lions. The, huh? Lions? the Lions have played great, like you said. The Lions have, the Lions played, have great. played great. We're you gonna get. We're gonna cannot, get into this same can, conversation cannot, we had about the Bills. You cannot. You cannot. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot have the Lions. You cannot compare the Lions to a bad team because they are not a bad team right now, Anthony. It doesn't no, matter. They're they a, good a good team, team right now. They're playing good. They are. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. They're playing good. They're on a hot streak. So for crying out loud, if you're telling me that, oh, the what did Saquon do against the bad Detroit Lions? No, the good Detroit Lions. The playing good Detroit Lions. We've seen before so many hot streaks in the NFL. The Eagles are a great team, but they have so they have so much hard competition when it comes to that NFC East division. The Cowboys, you're, the you're Commanders, saying, no, the you're Giants. That for the out. Giants, who have a not easy schedule going forward, are going to not only make the playoffs, but they're going ding, to ding. get all the way from the wild card, probably ding, ding, ding. the last spot. They're going to get all the way from the wild card to the Super Bowl. Yup. Oh yeah, Woo. over the Forty Niners, yeah, my Giants. over the Eagles, over the Cowboys, and I think the Cowboys are the biggest pretenders in the NFL. But oh, I take the Giant, I take the Cowboys over the Giants any day of so the week. So let me guess, you're you're an Eagles bandwagon right now? Is I'm that what not you're an saying? Eagles bandwagon. Are I you just gonna think choose them? Hold on a minute, choose them, Ben. Uh, a few weeks ago, we did a Sweet Seas podcast, and if <laughs> oh I'm not mistaken, <laughs> you said ago, you said you said, and I quote, that the Philly that Philly. Is not that good. They are just playing in an easy division. So what happened? I said the Giants are going to. to No, no, you just said that the Phillies were really good. You Phillies bandwagon is what you just said. I said Anthony is a Phillies bandwagon. How? How? When did did I say go? But but you just said they were bad. No, I never. You said bad. You you called them. What are you you said they had? You said that they had an easy schedule. Are you okay, Zach? Because you're contradicting yourself a lot right now. Ben, uh, this was like what two or three weeks? Two or three weeks ago on a Sweet Teeth podcast. A month ago? No. A month is four weeks or five weeks. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Anthony. I know how long a month is. Thank you very much for telling me. Well, we said two to three weeks ago. And then he said a month. Shadle, I'm asking what changed from weeks. then to now. Because you used to think that the Phillies were not, or the Eagles were the not. The Phillies. That quiet. That the, <laughs> <laughs> that the Eagles okay. were not good. They were just getting easy games. I never said they were good right now. When did I say they were you good? You just called it a bandwagon. So that means they're good? Well, yeah. I mean, if I'm not mistaken, I'm not that's bandwa- exactly what bandwagon means. I'm not bandwagging means. the Panthers right now. For, like nobody is. No, no, nobody is. First off, Anthony... You're not a bandwagon in that way. You're just a bandwagon because I knew you were going to say. I'm a bandwagon I never, because okay. the team with the best not record a in the NFL, I think, is going to be probably making so the th- Super Bowl. So you think the Eagles? You think the Eagles are going to win? Super, are going to make the Super Bowl? Is I that your pick? Like it's going to be. Is that your Eagles pick? 49ers in the NFC Championship game, and it's going to be a bloodbath in that championship game. And what? 
What's what? What? Nothing. Okay, okay, Nothing. okay. If it's not gonna be, if it's not gonna be Philadelphia, Nothing. San Francisco, who in the NFC? I, w- I will say this, right? Philadelphia, I can one hundred percent see. All right, but San Francisco, <laughs> guys, guys, in the <laughs> NFC champion, I said in the <laughs> NFC championship game, in the <laughs> NFC championship game, I can one hundred percent see the Eagles in the <laughs> NFC championship game. Right? Will they be in the Super Bowl? No way. I, I just, I think they're too over. Okay, so who's beating the Eagles? Who's beating the Eagles? Who, the Super Bowl, guys. Who's what, guys? I, you need to I'm listen to what you. I'm saying. The Giants. The New York Giants. Walk out of the room. I don't want you in this podcast anymore. Go. Leave. Get out. Get out. You just told the host to go. Get out. <laughs> you're you're being no, mean, Anthony. The Giants? The Giants, out yes. Out of every team in the NFC playoff picture. Okay, I know it's not going to be the 49ers. In the wild card. L no, the it's not going to be the 49ers. So why'd you, you, you just put them in the NFC championship game, though. You put them as a contender of that play. And, I f- yeah, I feel like they're playing good football as of late. So so we talked earlier, right? And Debo Samuel is going to be back for the playoffs. We talked earlier about uh, great quarterback play. You have to have great quarterback play to make it to a Super Bowl game, right? Okay. Denny Dimes has that capability, right? Has he played good the past couple weeks? No, not even close, right? I'm not saying that he has, right? But in the first couple weeks, he played good enough, like Jared Goff did on the Rams, to get them to a Super Bowl, right? Now, am I saying the Giants are good enough to win the Super Bowl? Not even, no, no. I, I don't think they're going to win the Super Bowl, all right? But what I do think is that Jimmy G and Trey Lance on the 49ers are not cutting it, guys. They're not gonna. They're not good enough to make it to a Super Bowl right now at this moment. So that is the it's the biggest factor in my determining. Saquon Barkley, great running back. We've seen so far this year. He's he's a great running back. Brian DeBull is one of the best offensive play callers in the entire league as he was an offense coordinator on wow, the Buffalo Bills before he took this job. Right? The Bills are insane. We've talked about this before. Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, right? I I, I mean C- come on, come on, buy, buy into so it. So you're buy saying, into it, you're saying on, buy that the, the Giants, the New York, the New Jersey Giants, New York Giants, the New Jersey Giants, New York Giants, they I, play in the same stadium. You, they're in New Jersey though. The, the I call them the New Jersey Giants. But they're called the New York Giants. Are going to Anthony. beat teams like the Eagles, even Anthony, though the Vikings it's the aren't. NFL. We've gone over this. It, okay, it's the NFL. Okay, so you that, that's your Cinderella pick. Yes, that's my. I I told you when I first t- picked these guys, I said, want a hot take here. I'm going with the Giants. You That's my son. He, he did say one hot take. Okay. okay, I didn't hear you say hot take. I thought that would. I thought okay. So, uh, no, I want your normal. Just t- put hot take aside. Put Cinderella story aside. Based off of normal minded football picks. you have seen, the football you have seen, who are going to be the two teams vying for that that Super Bowl spot to represent the NF uh, the NFC uh, the NFC. There's the e- right now the playoff picture is Eagles at one, Vikings at two, 49ers at three, Buccaneers at four, Cowboys five, Commies six, Giants seven, with the Seahawks, Lions, Packers, and Panthers in the bubble or in the hunt. Give me the Rams with Baker Mayfield. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh it's my a joke. God. It's a joke. It's that a better joke. better be a joke. It's a joke. It's a joke. Um, you want my honest opinion? Again, I will give you my truthful, honest opinion. Okay. This is no okay, hot take, no Cinderella story. Like I said before, the Eagles, in my opinion, are pretenders from what we've seen the past couple weeks. They started out really good, like I said before, but they are pretenders, in my opinion, like you said the Cowboys are, right? Okay. Even though this team did not play that good this past week, all right? This team lost to a team that has played good recently, right? They have an all-star wide receiver. They have a quarterback from the Michigan State Please University. Don't tell me you're picking the Commanders. No, I'm not. Why, okay. I, why would I? Why, no, no, I don't want okay. the Commies. Okay. 
Give me the, Vikings. the Minnesota Vikings. Justin Jefferson is going to play incredible. Okay, Not to mention team. a great quarterback from Michigan State, Kirk Cousins. <laughs> yeah, but when well, the Super Bowl's at night, my man. The Super Bowl's <laughs> the biggest stage. You expect Kirk Cousins to go into the Super Bowl and try and win a game? I, I never said win. I said make to the Super Bowl. You okay, asked so me who's that question. Your, who's be your second Bills. team? No, in the NFC. What? What I asked for your two teams that you're going to have contending for that suit. That oh, NFC I got you now. Okay. To represent the NFC okay, in the sense. Super Bowl. That makes sense. You know what? I, I like, team? I've always liked this team. I've always liked their coach. Oh, <laughs> boy. Here we go. Oh, I've always liked their color rush uniforms. You know, when he gives a ton of context, it's going to be a terrible pick. <laughs> <laughs> he has to give context to try and make himself feel better. Justifying about it before the he even says it. best quarterback in the entire league. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Right. Um, a great quarterback, great coach. Give me the CLC Hawks. You can't even say that with a straight face. The yes, Seahawks? The Seahawks. So you, okay, so your for real picks are the Vikings and Seahawks. The Seahawks, who are not even in the playoffs if the season ended right now. Who cares? Doesn't matter. Okay, okay, okay. Zach, we have a level-headed mind right here with us. Zach Hayes. I will. I will okay. just want to say real quickly. Just two seconds. Two oh seconds. Geez. I apologize. Two seconds. I apologize. The Vikings minutes. will beat the Seahawks in the NFC Championship. And then game. they're going to get blown much. out in the oh, Super Bowl. Oh, definitely by the Bills. The, Cousins the Bills. Kirk Cousins can't do anything. On the Bills. Time. Well, I mean, he's from Michigan State, so he's a great quarterback, anyways. Um. So, oh. like I was saying, <laughs> dude. <laughs> like dude. I was saying earlier. Okay. Um, so, so Denard Robinson Bills. was a great quarterback too. But he was from Michigan. To Michigan? No, Michigan sucks. There's a difference. Okay. 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 We're talking about Jake Rudolph. Where's that mute button? Uh, mute button right over there. I'm no, <laughs> don't you dare. <laughs> All right. So, what's it called? All right. So, 150 percent. I got the Bills in the Super Bowl. Hallelujah. Good. Well, it's not that. That's not honestly, that hot of a take. And then honestly, I I'm not. I don't know too much about the NFC, but I would not be surprised if the Eagles made it to the NFC Championship. Ben, maybe, you're maybe, like maybe, this team maybe is 12 even. and one in the NFL. <laughs> And I also wouldn't be surprised if a team that we didn't expect to go in there, like the Cowboys, made it. I, can, I, I mean, they're second the in the NFC East right now. I would not be surprised if they made it. The Cow- okay, Eagles, I'm, I'm, I, I overreact. You just said it's the NFL and anything can happen. 100%. You're right. You're 100% right. You're 100%, exactly. 100% right. He's acting like the Eagles are, why? are six and seven right now. In why? The why are the Eagles? Why, why Eagles and Cowboys? Give me some context. Right? Give me some context. Uh, mainly because of Eagles... Is don't already getting a good seat. Don't look, don't look at your computer. Look at me. Stare me straight in the eyes. Why? I don't religiously watch the NFL. Why? Why? Because I said so. Why? Because just, I just said so. Pull it out. Pull, pull it out. Yeah. Just okay. Pull it Anthony, out. over to Anthony. It's, now. Right, it's what predictions. Do you think, Anthony? It's predictions. I don't have. I need context. I need evidence. Why? Who do you think, Anthony? Who do you got? Um, I have um, Eagles and probably 49ers, as I alluded to earlier. Why? Look at me. Don't look at the computer. <laughs> look at me. <laughs> Um, Eagles, I think they're a very good offense. They have two very good weapons at the wide I receiver. I think they have a very uh, capable running back to be able to get you 100 yards and a couple touchdowns. And then they have one of the best quarterbacks, young quarterbacks in the league, Jalen Hurts. <coughs> He's an all-around guy. You're seeing the quarterback Definitely. position evolve to you got to be able to run with the football, and Jalen Hurts is, is that. Mm-hmm. Um, and for the 49ers, I feel like they've, they've got a pretty solid defense, and they've got – I mean, C-Mac's been, C-Mac's been playing really good. Um Debo's be back. Ayuk's a great wide receiver too to have, and you—I mean, Brock Purdy—he's—he's—he's 
not oh a great God. quarterback. He's not a great quarterback, but he's serviceable to get you to the NFC championship. No, he's not. He's a huge he's serviceable. He's a he's mystery serviceable. Just because he beat Tom Brady doesn't mean he, he's a good quarterback just, or serviceable. I he, did I? Did I say or serviceable? Whatever you said. Whatever okay, you said. Shale, you're taking what he what said and you're said? putting it completely out of yeah. what Fine. he said. Serviceable. Whatever. Right, we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to end this episode no. of Cheap Seats right here. We're approaching the 45 minute mark, so we have to end this episode of Cheap Seats right here. What a what an episode this was! What great football discussion we had. Join us. Great football discussion. Join us discussion on January fourth. No January fourth will be our next episode. Episode four of Cheap Seats. For twenty twenty two or twenty twenty three, excuse me. Yes, first episode of twenty twenty three. Have a great holiday. Have a great break, everybody. For Zach Hayes and Ben Shadow, I'm Anthony Schulte. Have a great one, folks.